can you please make sure that he calls her for Mother's Day? And at the time, I didn't know all about this, but I was like, Nacho. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Hello, Mr. Sims. Welcome to the Valentine's Day show. Oh, it's Valentine's Day? Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Oh, thank you. Please tell me you did not get me any flowers. I didn't get you anything, just to make sure I didn't no, get no, you no, the no, wrong no. thing. Whoa, 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 no, no. What? So I got to go buy myself something for Valentine's Day, too? Look, I just didn't want to get you the wrong thing. Okay, I'll get myself something. So I Don't didn't worry. Get you any, look, you got enough for Christmas to carry over until next Christmas. Do not judge me. <laughs> what did you get me for Christmas? <laughs> Let's see. I got you, apparently I, I bought you two pair of boots. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. What did you physically pick out and buy me for Christmas? You know, I do good to remember what I did last week. And you're asking Nothing, me to David, nothing. <laughs> you tell me not to buy you anything. You're like, I got it. And that's fine. I got it. Don't but you're acting me. like you got me a bunch of stuff for Christmas. No, I'm acting like you got you a bunch of stuff for Christmas. Well, that's fine. I'm getting ready to give me a bunch of stuff for Valentine's Day. <sighs> get ready to look at some more boots. All right. I'll get you some flowers. I'm going to run by the cemetery. No. And no. I'm going to get you some flowers. David, that's horrible. Why is it horrible? They're not going to use them. Because <laughs> you're stealing somebody's <laughs> family's flowers. Okay. I'll put them back afterwards. Oh, my goodness. What? Happy Valentine's Day to all our listeners. <laughs> if you didn't get anything for Valentine's Day, go buy yourself something. Nacho it. Go buy, yeah, go get you a, a bag of nachos and get some cheese all over it, some sour cream. And buy you a bag of candy. Not one of those hearts that's got like the seven or eight pieces of nasty cream filled stuff that you don't know what they are. I don't like any of that candy. You know the little hearts that had the, you know, the writing on it? The candy hearts? Yeah, they're like pieces of chalk. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think you're really supposed to. Well, I guess you are supposed to eat them, but <laughs> we never really ate them. I don't think you're supposed to eat them. My favorite is the red gummies that taste like cinnamon. Red gummies that taste like cinnamon. They're heart-shaped. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know what you're talking about. Gummies, not the little red hots. Okay. Well, whatever they are, I'm sure I got them for you. <laughs> Let me run the Dollar General right quick You will get them for me, don't you worry <laughs> uh, What did I get you for Valentine's Day? Absolutely nothing Same thing you got me for Christmas Oh wait a minute, David. I can't say that I can't say that because you got me stuff for Christmas Even though I said a number of times Don't get me anything for Christmas, I'm good Okay, it's February, can we let go of Christmas? Well you brought it up No I didn't You lie I did not bring it up you did. You brought, brought up Christmas. Up, nope. I brought up getting me something for Valentine's Day. No, you brought up Christmas. Y'all, rewind. <laughs> I got it on air. Rewind. Who brought up Christmas? Okay, well, if I did, I don't remember. See? I don't she don't think remember. I did, though. Two minutes ago, she don't remember, but she remembers what happened at Christmas. I think you brought it up. No. Because you said, I bought you enough for Christmas to last you throughout the year or something like that. Whatever. Next. All right. When we <laughs> when we go back and this shows that you brought up Christmas, you owe me twenty bucks. Even if I first said Christmas, you're the one that started peeling the onion. Y'all. <laughs> I feel like I'm fighting with a narcissist. Oh my gosh. 
You should know. Yes, I should know. <laughs> All right. If you did not get anything for Valentine's Day, it's okay. We love you. Don't be sad. Oh, look, I'm doing heart hands. David's doing little heart hands. Just for you. Just for you. I love each and every one of you. Each and every one of you. I love you. We do love you. (laughs) And if I could, I'd give you all a flower. (laughs) I'd give you all a big cuddly hug. (laughs) And a box of that nasty candy (laughs) that costs way too much. We probably got some candy we can give away here. (laughs) We'll give away candy. We got Halloween candy we can give out for for, uh, Valentine's Day. You know, think about it, though. These candy companies actually got really smart when they started putting season or whatever you want to call it on the candy. Because if they didn't have the the pumpkins and the ghost on the Snickers bar, I could give it any time of the year. But then the bad part about that is after Halloween, they have to sell that stuff 50% off, 75% off to get rid of it because they can't use it at Christmas. That's what I'm saying. I could go after Christmas. There you go, bring up Christmas again. And I could get <laughs> I could get candy at 75% off and then give it to you at Valentine's Day. But no, they have to put heart-shaped stuff all over it and Christmas stuff all over it and Halloween stuff all over it. So I can't give it to you afterwards without you going, oh, what are you? what is this? But you know, I don't say that. You would if I got you some. No, I wouldn't. Be like, I'd I laugh. I'd be like, I'm proud of you for saving 25%. <laughs> You'd be like. <laughs> On this $12 bag of Snickers. Well, you might say that, but I can imagine there's a lot of women be like, you little cheapskate. You couldn't even pay full price for candy for me for Valentine's. You got to go get it half off at Christmas. <laughs> That's none of our listeners, David. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so happy Valentine's Day. Yes. All right, let's move on before you get on another rant. And seriously, <laughs> I'm being serious. If you did not get Valentine's Day candy and you want some, go tomorrow. It will be 50% off. And if you want flowers, y'all, last year or the year before, after Valentine's Day, I had a friend that had some kind of awards thing. I got like three dozen roses or something for like six bucks. Well, we've discussed this before, <laughs> like, if you really want a good deal, you always move all of your celebrations of things out a couple of days. <laughs> there you go. There you That's go. why David hadn't got me anything yet. I'm I know waiting. He's just waiting. I'm waiting till the after Christmas, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> the after Valentine's Day specials. There you go. Yep. So you might get a card that says Merry Christmas. Who knows? <laughs> hey, maybe they should start having the Friday before Valentine's. It don't work this year because it is Valentine's on Friday, but they could have a Red Friday. A Red Friday. But they have Black Friday sales? They could have Red Friday sales. That's not the reason they give it a color name. Sounded good to me. Besides, what would black have to do with Christmas? It's Thanksgiving. It's black because you ate too much and passed out. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) It's black because that turkey makes you sleep, so you see the back of your eyeballs. Eyelids. Hey, you know the back of my... My back of my eyes ain't black. I just don't know, y'all. I want to bring up one other thing, the Stepmom's Alive thing. All right. We had such a great time, and if you missed that episode, go back and listen. But we had an awesome time, and we made some great connections. Mm-hmm. We got some more things coming from that conference, I guess you could say. We, we made some great connections, and we're working on some stuff with some people that were there to make some things happen. Like, for example, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyway. There's talks about possibly having 
some type of conference because people said that they might be able to help with that. Then there's also talks about having recordings of a men's panel answering, you know, those burning questions that women have. Yes. And then there was even talk about somebody helping you edit a book. Yes. One of our Academy members that attended said that she could help me edit. Mm -hmm. Well, at least she said she'd help you proofread it. (laughs) You better get started. Yes. So are you allowed to say her name? I think I am. We're going to say her name. Kelly R. Kelly R. (laughs) Kelly R. Not R. Kelly. Not R. Kelly. (laughs) Kelly R. She is one of our biggest supporters. We joked that we were going to take pom-poms to the Stepmoms Alive conference for her because she is our best cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She is. She absolutely is. Like every single week when you send out an email, she responds to the email. And with, with something, words of encouragement or thank you or something. I mean, it's just amazing. And it was so funny because David and I got there late Friday. And, of course, you know, we're at the airport. We're trying to find the Uber Blue Lane. We, it wasn't very specific <laughs> with the signs. We were probably delayed, what, 10 minutes yeah. just from that part. And we pull up at the hotel, get out the little Uber. The guy gives us our luggage. And we're walking in, and somebody's like, oh, my goodness. And it was Kelly. <laughs> so we met her. Like, the timing was perfect for her walking into the conference or to the hotel for the conference and us getting out of the Uber. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yes, it was. So, But it was fantastic meeting her. And, uh, it was. We had to go out to dinner with her and all this kind of stuff. And Yep, we know. had a great time meeting everybody. Yeah, and I'm sure we probably didn't use all the names of the people that we met because we met a ton of people, but it was Yeah, great. we'd have to be here <laughs> a while. This would be a 30-minute intro if we did that. Yeah, so and I guess I probably should say shout-out to Erin because uh, she dove in and started helping with some uh, some uh, email design yeah. work and stuff like that. So yep. um, anyway, I just thanks to everybody who reaches out and, and helps out. And uh, I know even well well before this, Kelly was like the first person who said, um, you know, gave us some feedback on the podcast about some things that weren't quite right. And mm-hmm. so we were able to fix that. And uh, so we, we appreciate that. We appreciate the feedback. If anybody else has feedback about the podcast. And, and about feel, anything. Yeah. Please do not hesitate to let us know. We appreciate feedback more than you'll ever know because we need it to improve. Yeah. And I mean, we love the, the accolades and how good it is and all that, but we also look forward for people who say, you know, this would be better if you did this, or I'd like for you to consider doing that, or this thing you're doing here is aggravating, you know, whatever it happens to be. I mean, Kelly's first thing was talking about how something that was actually annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was uh, something in the music that was going on that was a little too loud. And, you know, I'm thankful that she said that because who else, you know, probably thought it, but just didn't say it. Right. And then, you know, we've had some a couple other people who've mentioned uh, about trying some different things. So well, we definitely appreciate that feedback. So if you have any, you know, you feel free to shoot Lori an email. It's Lori at nachokids.com. Let us know. Yes. <laughs> it, really, your feedback is invaluable. Yep. Absolutely. And for those that help us, you know, for instance, Kelly offering to help me with the editing of the Nacho book that I'm supposed to start this year. <laughs> and Aaron, helping with suggestions and creating a template in the, for the emails. That's awesome. We really appreciate all that. 
Yep. We, and we even had one lady that messaged me and she said, where's your podcast? When they remember mm-hmm. when it, what had happened was I had done it late and I'm used to my routine is clicking the next day for it to air. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? It's not there? And if she would have told me that, it wouldn't have been released till the next day. And so I was really thankful that she told me that because I don't like getting off track. Mm-hmm. So thank you all very much. We appreciate it. Thank you for all our loyal listeners. Yes. Our loyal and Academy members. members. Yes. <laughs> it's like you're, uh, what is it when, when you're with the, uh, the movie Academy thing? You know, you're a member of the Academy. <laughs> don't know what he's talking about. You know what I'm talking about? The Academy Awards. Oh. You know? You have oh, to be yeah. a member of the Academy to get an Academy Award. Yeah. We should do that. We should do Academy Awards for members of the Academy. Okay. If you're in the Nacho Kids Academy, we should have an awards banquet at the end of the year. Hey, that's an idea. We could do something for sure. Yeah. Hey, never know. Yeah. All right. I do want to say also, David, bringing up a conference, if you could email me at Lori at nachokids.com and just let me know where you are if you are interested in attending a Nacho Kids conference. That way we can have an idea of what part of the United States we should have this in. Not that we're only going to have one in the United States. You never know. We might go across the pond. <laughs> yeah. We just don't know which direction across the pond. But yeah, we do want to have one. We've got some uh, some connections with some people so I guess I can mention who you know we're talking about. It's Steve and Charlene because I know I know Charlene listens. I think she forces Steve to listen every so often. Steve and Charlene, who David? Steve and Charlene Roberts. So I don't know. I was just like Steve, what's up? <laughs> no, but it was a blast meeting them as well. But they're they're doing some conference things where they're uh, doing step family conferences all over the place, and so uh, we made an outstanding connection with them, and definitely looking forward to to working with them. Uh, with conferences they're putting together and hopefully they'll even do one for us. And they're just awesome. And Charlene, you just, you have to love her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. You just have to love her. She's all smiley. She is all smiley. <laughs> and so kind. Yeah. So anyway, we're hoping to get more involved with things with them and all these other little projects we have going on and. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Yeah. All right. So what about today's uh, episode? Today we have. A stepmom, surprise, <laughs> that has been blending four years. All right. Four kids total, two bio daughters, a stepson, and an hour's daughter. Here's the interesting twist. Her husband adopted her kids. Wow. And her stepson's bio mom is not really in the picture. Mm. There's a whole lot of mess going on with this one. Oh, it sounds like it. There is. So I don't want to tell you too much. All right. Because I want you to hear it. (laughs) I shall. (laughs) But I'll tell you, her husband's in the military. In the beginning, they had 50-50. Then they went to court, and things didn't go quite the way they should have. So once again, we get to see the family court system. (laughs) Not at its finest. Imagine that. So let's get to listening, David. All right. Well, before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. 
today we have a stepmom from Alabama. Hello, stepmom from Alabama. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Tell us, um, how long have you been blending? We've been blending uh, almost four years um, coming this December. And how many kids are involved? Stepkids, bio kids, hours kids? Four kids total. Four kids total. Yes. And how are they split up? They are, I have two two daughters that are seven and eight. We have this, my stepson who is six and then ours daughter who just turned two. So you've got the full mix there. We do. <laughs> and what's the visitation schedule like with the stepkids? Um, we have no visitation. Um, my husband adopted my two older girls. Um, I want to say almost two years uh, this month. Um, my stepson, his mom is not in the picture at all, so she doesn't have any visitation either. So you have all of the kids all of the time? All of the time. <laughs> my husband's also military. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he works a lot. So they're always here. Uh, okay. We've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> your husband adopted your kids. He did. Okay. And stepson has no visitation with bio mom. No. Are you thinking about adopting stepson? Um, I would like like to in a way, you know, <laughs> just to make mm-hmm. it all official and done. But at the same time, I'm kind of I don't know. I I feel that parents are fifty fifty, you know, they should have equal rights, equal equal time. And my husband did have that for until we obviously got custody. They had 50-50 custody. Um, they lived next, pretty much next door to each other. They worked at the same place. It was pretty fine and dandy. And my husband paid so much money. And so, of course, I think it's not fair that she doesn't have to pay anything, doesn't have to deal with him, doesn't have to do anything. And he does because he, you know, he is the middle child and he is, I say slightly, not delayed, but, you know, just content with just being him and not doing anything. So he gets the short end of the stick, obviously, financially when we do extracurriculars, um, just because it's a lot. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, my, and my parents help out a lot with my kids because they always have because their dad wasn't very involved ever. <laughs> Um, so it's just kind of how we do. So part of me feels like hold her accountable. She's had a job for X amount of time. She didn't when we got custody. She didn't have a job. Um, she had been uh, kicked out of the military and everything. So we were just like, we don't care. We just want him to be safe and we want him. Um, right. But so part of me wants like hold her accountable. Every other person in the world gets held accountable. Why can't she? But at the same time, I, I do. I want I want to adopt him. Just all of us just, you know, blend and forget about it. Well, it's more important for you that he's taken care of than trying to make her be the parent she should be. Correct. And she will never be. Never. (laughs) So stepson was really young when you came into the picture. Yes, he was two. Yes, he was two. So straight off the bat, you had 50-50 with stepson. Is that right? Correct. And when did that change? And actually, when I 
met my husband. He actually had the child, but he was, we had met at a family friend, like get together for Thanksgiving or whatever. And my in-laws, he was just staying the night with them, but my husband had him, you know, out of state at that, at that time. And when we finally got married and I moved to the same state with my, because we weren't living in the same state because he was military. Um, I moved to the same state with him and bio mom and they had 50, 50. And one day my husband had mentioned that something she had done just made him feel uncomfortable. And he felt like he needed to go check on him and something. Um, And I said, so if you're so worried about him in her care um, and she lives right there, I said, how come you've never, why haven't you ever tried to get him like uh, custody complete? And he's like, well, because we've already gone to court and we agreed to 50, 50. I said, but you have been worried since then. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he, I guess he was under the impression that you couldn't go back to court after court was (laughs) finalized. And so I just left it at that and we weren't living together at the time. Um, I was in the process of moving there and he said, he called me one day and he said, I talked to a lawyer and he feels like I have a pretty good case. And so I literally moved in with like moved in with him. We waited till Christmas break so that I wasn't taking the older girls out of school in the middle of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I moved there and pretty much within the first couple of weeks, he did get an ex parte for emergency custody. And so he pretty much came to live with us almost immediately. Um, but when they took it, when they took it back to court for the finalizing after the emergency, they put in some ground rules and for her to follow, but the custody went back to the 50, 50 as it was with her being the residential, um, parent. So he literally did that. We walked, he walked out of the courthouse and got a call that we were moving overseas. Oh, wow. Um, so he felt comfortable. He talked with the, I believe it's the county would do random drug tests and stuff on her. So he was in touch with them. She did have to go do our random, which she was like so upset about and dropped the dropped stepson off with us. And we moved um, overseas with the military. And it was, um, I believe it was, I'm trying to think of the date. Because we left in April. And he was overseas with us by October. Um, wow. but within But within the month of us leaving, um, she broke the court order in so many ways. So she wasn't, she had moved out of the county. Because she knew he was a police officer. So she knew people were watching her. Um, Mm -hmm. And so she moved just over the state line. So she was in a different county. So they weren't tracking her random because she no longer lived in the county. So within a month, she had done that. And then she was going, I want to say like 30, 30 to 40 over uh, the speed limit. Uh, she thought she was on NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, she got pulled over. Um, and he's on the small side, like 
our our daughter and him. So like four and a half year difference. And they're almost the same size. <laughs> wow. Um, and so and he, he was in the car when she was driving like that? And was not even in a car seat. Uh, wow. And she was intoxicated. Wow. And what really got us once we got light of all of this was my husband was never even notified. Uh, my husband called and talked to him every couple of days because obviously the time zone and his work schedule talked to him every couple of days. Like there wasn't even like a time gap really. And she went to jail. Oh, we don't know what happened to him. We don't know. <laughs> Nobody contacted him. Nothing. And went, and then it was, I want to say probably a good month later, we got a weird Facebook message from someone we didn't know. You know, it was obviously made for this purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Messaged my husband and was like, I just want you to know that um, your, your wife, got a DUI with um, your son in the car and it's, it's not funny. It really isn't, but it was funny because we had just had an argument because he was working night shifts and I hate night shifts. Um, mm-hmm. And I would go through his phone just mainly just for that purpose. And that morning I was the one that saw the message first and I go and wake him up and I'm like, Hey, you have a message, you know, she got a she got a DUI with him in the car, and he accused me of making a fake Facebook and doing this. <laughs> okay, uh, let, wait a minute. Let, let's go back. You check his phone. Why? Uh, just to keep up with um, her because I wasn't friends with her on Facebook. Just to make sure like he was safe. Um, oh, okay. And, and um, really, there was really no reason. I was just you know curious and. I always say that his friends were more interesting than mine on Facebook, all their statuses. <laughs> so, so you would go on there and uh, play on his Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I hope you and, didn't reply to anything and get him in trouble. No, and that's what he would say. Is sometimes I would open things, which I don't think I did, but that he wouldn't see. I wouldn't reply, but I think he would like, they wouldn't show up as new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd be like... So he's like, you're doing this. You're, I said, okay. <laughs> and I said, don't worry about it then. <laughs> so you get this Facebook message saying that mm-hmm. this happened with the bio mom and mm-hmm. you let him know he's got a message and he mm-hmm. thinks that you made up a face fake book, a uh, fake book, Facebook <laughs> account to send him that message. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I was like, that doesn't even make sense. I said, um, I said, okay, don't worry. He had just gone to sleep. I said, don't worry about it then. Go go to bed. And so he takes the phone and I really think he just Googled like her name in the county or the state or something. And it pulled up like her arrest record and found all of this stuff. And he just like, of course, lost it. And so he called and her. And you were overseas at the time, right? Yeah, yes, we were. Okay. And so it was evening for her. So he calls her and like, what, what is going on? Like, when, when did this happen? Why did, you know, just hounding her. And she's like, it's mm-hmm. been a month ago. What does it matter to you now? Blah, blah, you know, just whatever. He said, well, you were in like 
AA or some kind of rehabilitation in two different Mm -hmm. places. You're supposed to be doing random checks every couple, whatever, you know, you're not supposed to drink. And that was the stipulation. It wasn't, she was not allowed to drink at all. It wasn't like getting drunk. It wasn't, she was not allowed to drink at all with him in her care. Um, and she was like, well, it was an accident. We had gone to the lake, blah, blah, blah. I had only had like two beers or I don't know what it was. And I was driving home. I didn't realize the speed limit had changed or I don't know. It was just, um, and she's like, you, you know, you never have him in the car seat. He is in first grade now. And I still have him rear facing in my car. That like, uh, that's how much of a car seat, like he was always in the car seat. Um, and so, so he was like, well, that's not what the court order said. You know, I have to do what I have to do for him. She's like, just do what you have to do and hung up. Um, and then I don't know exactly the time frame, but it, like I said, it was very quickly for everything. She started texting him like, come get, like, come get your kid. I don't, I don't want him. That's what she would say. I don't want him. Just come get him. You can oh have him. I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to win. Just come get him. And he's like, well, that's not exactly how it works. Like we have to be legal. You know, he has to have a passport. Like I can't just come get him. Right. So we contacted, like we contacted the same attorney and literally like this all happened with less than a week. We got, emergency custody again and my mother-in-law went to pick him up and she's like well it has to be you your, you know it can't be your mother-in-law or your mom or whatever and he said okay we'll see so my mother-in-law dro- drove like three and a half hours like that night as soon as we heard to go get him stopped at the police department and the police department did escort her there with the power of attorney and court order and the police knocked on the door and that was the next thing he's already in the bed don't worry about it and my husband's like no that's not how this works she's on her way um Mm -hmm. to make sure he's ready so when the police knocked on the door she literally opened the door with a i think he might have been three now at the time in two small pajamas and just sat him down on the front porch and shut the door um, so then they all had to stay there while my mother-in-law went and got a car seat <laughs> and my mother-in-law took him and she's never, she's never checked back. You know, um, with this being a podcast, people can't see my facial expressions and <laughs> I will just say that my jaw has been dropped to the desk here several times during this conversation. She never reached back out at all. So after that, he he did end up living with my mother-in-law. I think it and a total did end up being I think that was like June, July and we like I I went and got him in October because of all the court proceedings and passports and you know, uh laws, I guess you would say is um so he got there and was with my mother-in-law for 2 weeks. And bio mom called and I will say it was not if I would have been bio mom or stepmom, I still didn't find it appropriate is my sister-in-law videoed him and his cousin like wrestling. 
and the cousin is, they are the same age, but a little bit bigger. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so, you know, seeing it from just a, a snapshot on Snapchat or whatever it was, it didn't look good. I mean, it didn't look bad. I mean, obviously, but she called child protective services on my mother-in-law and that wasn't the only case. Like she went, I don't even remember, but like named like four or five different things, which everything was unfounded. And of course my husband, like yelled and screamed at his sister, <laughs> like, you know, you shouldn't have been doing that anyway, but so did try to do CPS a few times, but never, never asked my mother-in-law about the child. Never asked my husband about the child. Um, the only thing her parents um, did try to be like, which they hadn't seen him. And it's a family history. It's like the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, but that's quickly faded. And when, and she was like, I don't want him. I don't want him. You keep it like, ne- wasn't going to fight for him, like for him back. Mm-hmm. And that went on until the final hearing. Then she, which at this point had been a year when the final hearing finally happened. Um, mm-hmm. And then she decided that she wanted, um, that she was doing better. She was sober. X, Y, Z final hearing. She wanted custody which the judge said absolutely not um but did give her some phone calls and he stated to everybody in the courtroom (laughs) that the only reason he even did that was for she had another child uh, that was older than my stepson and was only for them to keep in touch so I want to say it was like 15 minutes twice a week, mm-hmm. um, which she, well, but when that finalized, it was just a few days before Mother's Day. And my husband was actually back in the U.S. and me pregnant and three kids were back over. We were still overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at some training and her, her dad called me. And was like, she's entitled to phone calls. Can you please make sure that he calls her for Mother's Day? And at the time, I didn't know all about this. But I was like, nacho. (laughs) 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 I was like, not a chance. (laughs) And I I told him that. And I said, your wife's behavior, your daughter's behavior. Um, He has, you know, he has some issues. He's, you know, that he's going through. And I don't necessarily think it was from being pulled from mother, but maybe what went on while he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I said, I understand it's court ordered. And when, you know, uh, when his dad gets back, they can arrange that. And of course I was the worst person ever for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he got back, they arranged some stuff, which, um, my husband was like, we're going to get in trouble. I said, no, the court, the judge did not order me to do a thing. I said, right. you're not going to get in trouble. Like you're not with the kid. Like you can figure it out when you get back. So they did do that. And she called, I want to say maybe three times. And she was living with her parents. 
um, and she did, she called about three times and let the other little boy talk. And then she would, it was never, how was your day? How are you doing? Mommy loves you. Like it was none of that. It was, oh, you're drinking apple juice. Apple juice is disgusting. Oh, green. What? Green doesn't look good on you. I'm mommy. You know, I'm mommy. And that was like, that was the gist of the conversation. Wow. And so finally, my husband told told her, was like, if you can't be positive, if you can't be loving, like, all you're doing is confusing him. Like, don't be negative. Like, be positive for once in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And all yeah. conversations pretty much ended. She, which we think it was put on for the court anyways, but she moved out of her parents' house. Um and moved back in with the abusive boyfriend that had had abused him. That was another thing was domestic abuse between her and this man. And um, a few things that our stepson had, or my stepson had said that kind of made us think that he was abusing him as well. And mm. mo- moved back in with him, got a job, um, but never nothing. I'm curious. When you went back to court the second time, was it the same judge by chance? Yes, it was. It was the same judge the entire, all three times for our first emergency, the second emergency, and the final were all the same judge. So this judge was the same judge that gave her 50-50 back in the first place? Yes. I always wonder if here you probably wouldn't get the same judge. So I wonder sometimes if the judges realize the decisions they made, how they turned out. And when he gave her the 50-50, when he gave it back to her, he stated um, that he understood, or I'm trying to think of how he worded it. So she was still in the military at that time. Mm -hmm. She was supposed to be completing what they call in the military, I believe it's called ASAP which is a substance abuse program through the military because she was command referred to that. Um, And so she was doing that. Um, She was going to get these random checks. There were to be no men and no alcohol around him at any time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he said that he's like, this is our test. Like, are you, you know, devoted to your kid or are you devoted to alcohol? Like, which is it? And so, and yeah. So when she came back, he was not in the slightest nice at all. <laughs> no. Because that's what he said. I normally would not do this. He said, but mm-hmm. since your commands here saying that you're at least performing good at work, you're in the substance abuse program, like you're in the right direction, I guess. Um, right. Let's go back to how it was. And you have these stipulations and it was less than a month. And so how long has it been since she's had any contact with the child? <sighs> oh, with the child. So we got back from overseas the beginning of 2018. And since we have been back from overseas, she has had no contact with him. So almost two years. Yeah, real close to two years. And you haven't heard anything or your significant other hasn't heard anything from the in-laws or anything like that? Well, that's kind of funny <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> because, yes, we have um, is not even I want to say a month and a half ago. And we are still working on researching that. She called my cell phone number, which she has never had my cell phone number. And the in-law did? Mother-in-law? The bio mom. Okay. 
called my cell phone number and it was late at night. It was like 10 something here. And I just happened to notice, like, I didn't have her number either, like just the area that pops up on my iPhone. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know anyone in that area. Like who is calling me at 10 o'clock at night, you know, um, from New York or whatever it was. And then it kind of like hit me all at the same time. And my husband's like, answer it. And so I answered it. And obviously, the winning extremely intoxicated on the other line, uh, asked for my husband. And I was like, oh, this isn't his phone. She's like, oh, I know. Um, she was like, it's your phone, but can I talk to him? It's important. And I said, no, you can't. Um, I said, this isn't his phone number. He doesn't receive calls on this line. He doesn't pay this bill. I said, so if you have something to say to him, you can call his phone. And she just like hung up on me. Um, And pretty much. And that was it? um, He ended up calling her, like got the number from my phone and, you know, called her. And pretty much she was super drunk, but called to tell, well, drunk rambling for one, but pretty much uh, got my uh, phone number and our address from the military records like she acts because I guess maybe because she has this social like access all of her information from the military records and added him on her VA benefits so and then that was it not how is he what's he doing oh I'm just gonna let you know I added because I can still add him to my VA benefits so I did and then that was it wow so she's got him on her VA benefits, but your husband has VA benefits too, right? My husband is still actively in. So okay. he doesn't technically have VA benefits because he's still active. So my stepson gets, you know, obviously housing and all of that from the military and insurance. So he gets all of that and we're not really sure if she really gets VA benefits, um, but you do get, I don't know, about a hundred bucks just for having kids on, like for each kid. So if mm-hmm. she is getting money, like she is getting money for him, if she does have VA benefits, we don't know if she's just blowing smoke to, you know, start something. Um, that's mm-hmm. why we're in the process of going through all the channels to try to figure that out. Because if she is getting VA benefits, they're, they're my stepson's entitlements, not hers, not my husband's, not mine, but they're his. And they, they would reroute those from her to him. So we are trying to figure that out. Wow. So she's not in the military anymore. No. Does she live close to you or do you even know I mean, um, the last time I mean you know cell phone when you got a call from her that time but we also know that with cell everybody having cell phones you can have different area codes everywhere no which is kind of funny and ironic as well is she had just moved and she was getting a job and that is why she had updated was updating her VA benefits to start with they she had actually mm-hmm. moved from New York back to where it all originally started. Um, so she was, I want to say, I don't know, eight hours-ish from us. Okay. The, the last you know. Um, yes. Well, I guess that that would be her current um, place would be about eight hours from us um, because she called like last month, I guess. And that's where she was updating her benefits. Uh, okay. Does she have a Facebook page? Do you stalk her on there? Uh, we did. But after this last, well, um, when we moved we um, a few months ago, she we ha- 
by the court order because you know we have I have not adopted adopted him. So the final order is still there with that twelve minute phone calls, which we don't we don't allow even if she would was to call, we wouldn't allow it, you know. Um mm-hmm. so we have to update her with our move. So he would he did send a message via Facebook and was like, Hey, we're moving um to Alabama here, you know, just was going to let you know per court order. And she said, okay, and deactivated her Facebook at that time. And then about two months later is when she called from the phone. But I've always had her block, like from the day I married him, just because I didn't want her on my page ever, because I knew she was a little cuckoo. Um, (laughs) But so I've always had her block. So I would go to my block list and check, you know, and he's like, I think she either blocked me or deactivated. So then I would look in my blog list, like, oh, it's deactivated. You're not blocked. You know, <laughs> it's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, but not really, just because my husband's really one of those. I just lives in today. I don't really, you know, doesn't really care. He doesn't care what she's doing. What, you know, my kid's safe now. She can, you know, destroy her liver and her life if she wants. <laughs> so does stepkid ask about her? And that's what's, um, he does not. He did mention something yesterday, which kind of caught us off guard. And so he was not talking when my husband and I got married. So from the first day I ever met him, I've always been mommy, just because that's all he mm-hmm. said. Mommy and daddy, airplane. Right. <laughs> so that's uh, all I've ever been. And I want to say it was a good year and a half. Um, he would be like, well, when I was at Kelly's house and would call her by name mm-hmm. and would never, he said, you know, um, you know, Jack hit me with a belt or I ate cereal and water. Um, you know, he would like just talk about something that had happened there. Mm-hmm. So my oldest bio daughter is having some I want to say some hormonal issues. I don't know what's going on with her, (laughs) but she is very over the top right now. And I think what has happened maybe this weekend or this past week with going back to school, new school, you know, not seeing her papa and just being a girl. I think she might've said something to him. Uh, When you, you know, when you were at Kelly's, I was so much happier or, you know, like something of that nature. We don't know. We didn't hear it. But he, he did say something the other, I guess yesterday morning, like waiting to go to school. He was just, he's, and I think one of the girls heard it. And then my husband's like, what, what did you say? And he said, am I ever going to go back to Kelly's house? My husband's like, Hmm. why do you want to? And he like kind of looked around the room, like what? And he does that a lot with any question you ask him, (laughs) like, what answer am I supposed to give you? You know? And my husband's like, do you, right. is that what you want to do? And he says, no. And my husband's like, I think you're probably better here. Don't you think? And he says, yeah, we're, we're just one family. We don't need to go to her house. It's scary. <laughs> wow. So that's what made us kind of think. Sisters probably were like, it was better before just us three, which when my, when my bio daughter says that, she says it a recently with her hormonal tantrums. I think Mm -hmm. she means the three as in me and my two bio daughters 
where she got mm-hmm. away with everything because <laughs> like, I felt sorry for her, you know, because uh-huh. her dad just kind of left too. And she did. She got away with a lot. She's a little spoiled. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's what she's saying. Then. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, you need to go. It's like, both of you need to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody needs to go. Things need to go back to normal <laughs> where I'm getting my way constantly. Exactly. So I take it since you, um, well, let me ask you this before we move to that. When you thought that your bio daughter had said that to stepkid and it obviously would hurt his feelings, how did that make you feel? Do you feel differently towards your stepkid than you do your bio kids? Not that you don't love him, but is there a difference? Is it a different kind of love? So there is a difference and that's, been one of our struggles with my husband because he he loves all of them he just loves all of them and he doesn't understand that I was a single mother with two kids like I had dropped out of high school I had got married I then was a mom for however long and then I was just left so I had to figure out how to work, how to go back to school, how to go to work, how to like do two kids by myself and mm-hmm. felt sorry that they were so perfect and that he just walked out on them. So that's where the, the spoiling came in. So, and then my oldest daughter does have ADHD and she is on the autistic spectrum. So then of course I'm like overprotective of her because she's different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, our baby, you know, was, is our baby, obviously, but a, a boy or a girl, she, they, uh, she is a girl. She is a girl. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, that son is our only boy. Bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. Bless his heart for sure. <laughs> and she was born with a rare brain disorder, which consumed me from 30 weeks to about first whole first year that I was just worried about the what if. But, you know, I also carried them for nine months. I had, you know, they were all right. in my body in a different form and fashion. Mm-hmm. And um and then when my husband and I got married, my stepson and I, because he was two, obviously, um, and we were all co parenting fairly well, I felt like for that first, you know, <laughs> few little bit. Um And we had a really good relationship, even when we had emergency custody and she was only able to see him certain times, we all had a decent relationship and he would come and go as, you know, as we did. But then from, I say that eight months, something changed. And I don't know if it was how he was treated and the trauma and then just the shutdown and then going to where my mother-in-law felt sorry for him and spoiled him to like coming to our house and then, you know, going back to structure or, you know, if she said something about me every day that he was there and he just kind of, you know, kind of turned against me a little bit in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But we just don't have the same connection now. And he's not an affectionate person, period. It's not like he's like clinging all over my husband, hugging and kissing him and wants nothing to do with me. He's not an affectionate Mm -hmm. person at all, period. But we just don't have the same connection as we did prior and surely not the same connection that I have with 
all three of my birth daughters that I, you know, carried and right. consumed my whole life with. <laughs> yeah, it's completely different. Now, you said your bio daughter, the youngest, was born with a brain disorder? Yes, she was. What type of brain disorder? I'm just curious. So she is missing what they call in English terms uh, the the bridge of the brain, which is medical, uh, the corpus callosum, which uh, brings information from the right hemisphere to the left hemisphere. I've never heard of that. And I believe it is very rare uh, or not very rare, but, you know, a couple thousand people, you know, every so often. Um, and for her, they call um, her isolated. And what that means is it wasn't something that my husband and I are like a carrier of that passed to uh-huh. her. It just happened. Right. Now, how does um, stepson interact with your daughter's? So he does whatever they say. No, <laughs> bless his good or bad. Yeah, or well, just bad. Usually, just good. Like if it's bad, he will he will most of the time tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, he really is, and I told my husband. Um, it's probably still you know part of everything that he's gone through, but he really doesn't do anything bad. It's more like sometimes like he might do things that like get under my skin. You know what I mean? Just bad normal kid stuff. Yeah. Like, or I, like say sometimes like, you know, think about it, reason it out. Like some kind of like lacking common sense sometimes. I'm like, come on, let's, let's reason it out. Yeah. I read in a Facebook post the other day that a stepkid annoys the stepmom because, like, if they're having tacos, she'll have the lettuce out, the tomatoes out, you know, all the little toppings. And the stepson will say, can I have cheese on my taco? And she said that she wants to go, well, do you not see it sitting there? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's why, and our favorite thing, even my husband, too, that he'll do, he'll wake up from a nap or in the morning or something, and he will walk down the stairs to where we are. And he'll be like, mommy, can I wake up? (laughs) <laughs> you're already awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's our favorite. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty cool. Now, let's talk about the grandparents for a second. How does mother-in-law act toward your kids? Um, even though your husband adopted them, do you think that she treats them differently? Or do you see it more of on an equal scale? She, I will say today, is a little bit more on the equal scale. However, when we first got him back or back with us full time overseas, um, she was not. And why it extremely bothered me is she was not super overly active in his life before all of this happened. Like she was never just like gung ho grandma. Like it was just, you know, if my husband came into town, watch her, watch him, like she would go and get him sometimes, but it was, you know, not, she wasn't an overly grandma. Um, and then when I got him back overseas, she was like, she would text me. And at that time, I'm wondering, I think all of the kids were home, like they weren't in school and she would just text me and be like, Oh, can I talk to him? And then it started rubbing me the wrong way. And I, I wouldn't reply back to her. So finally, it was a big battle for a while. And I kind of understood the standpoint, like, but then 
our daughter was born and it didn't change. So it wasn't a bio thing. You know, they're both my husband's and she was treating them differently. Mm-hmm. And I may or may not have gone a little bit psycho and my husband backed me up. <laughs> And it, they are. Would you like to tell us about that? (laughs) They are pretty much equal now. (laughs) There you go. It's interesting because I had a grandmother that wasn't my biological grandmother. Um, My sister was my half sister, but, but we weren't raised that way. But my grandmother, she treated us all the same. You would never know that we were not her grandkids. And I just admired that about her so much. But at the same time, the grandparents didn't choose to adopt those kids. Your husband did. So is it fair to them to feel like that they can't have a different bond with their biological grandkids? See, it is not wrong. But where my problem was is that my husband and bio mom, when they were married, my husband... My husband wasn't, they weren't married very long. So, and she had another child and my husband wasn't overly active in his life. Like, I mean, he was there and, you know, but like I said, they weren't together very long and he was young. My husband didn't adopt him. And that was my Mm -hmm. thing is I probably, if I check Facebook right now, there's a a post happy birthday to her other child that my Mm mother-in-law hasn't seen in years. That is not biological. And she's still so in love with him and posts all of this stuff, but you can't like, but you treat, you know, my, not only my bio, but then our baby differently. Like my, mm-hmm. our baby is your biological grandchild and you're treating this bio mom's other kid differently than you treat your own flesh and blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think it's because you went off on her and went psycho? Oh no. She treats her better now since I've done that. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) I was just wondering, you know. No. (laughs) No, that was before then. (laughs) Right. And my parents are very, um, my grandparents are very like, you know, all kids, you know, all kids. I even take my sister-in-law's, her youngest. I've even taken her with us to my grandparents and treat her just the same as, you know, my bio, like their kid, you know, any of them, they treat them all Mm -hmm. the same. They don't care who you are. And my parents, they're over the top. Like, I'm like, stop buying crap. (laughs) Like, stop. (laughs) Um, And they are over the top and they're all four. However, um, when I went through my divorce, I obviously moved in with them for a little bit my first divorce and, or my only divorce, but my first husband. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But so I had a one-year-old and a newborn. So it required a lot of help from them. So like my dad is like, him and my oldest are like super buddy, buddy, you know, and my mom Mm -hmm. and my middle, because she pretty much had to take night shift because I couldn't handle her colic and screaming all night every night and getting up and dealing with a one-year-old. So um, her and my middle child are, you know, super close because of that. However, they don't treat them different. You know what I mean? Like they're just Mm -hmm. a different kind of bond, but everybody gets the same amount of Christmas presents. Everybody gets the same, you know, price amount. Everybody gets a package for their birthday. You know, Um, if she sees something at Sam's Club for my stepson, she sends it 
to him, you know, and whatever. Um, but they have a different bond, obviously, with my older two. Right. I know a lot of times people will say, well, my uh, mother-in-law won't get all of the, our kids. They only want their grandkids, their biological grandkids. So they'll say, I, they want to come get stepson five and stepson seven, but they don't care about my daughter that's eight. And, you know, you think about that and you're like, well, yeah, that is crappy for the kid. But I'm going to tell you right now, my grandma had no qualms whatsoever. My other grandma, she had no qualms whatsoever about coming to get my sister and waving bye to me as they drove out of driveway. <laughs> I mean, it was just, she. that's what she wanted to do was to spend time with my sister and you know you have to not let the kids be hurt by it but it also has to be where it's okay for the grandparents to do different things with the other with their biological kids um my not my issue but my thing I guess you would say with my in-laws is we do not parent the same way and for a while, and still to an extent, like I said, I had to go a little bit psycho, um, <laughs> is it was almost like they didn't care what I said about my stepson because he wasn't mine. You know what I said? And uh-huh. so, so then that put a, not really exactly them not doing what I say with stepson, but put a wedge and you don't respect my parenting you will never be left alone with my biological kids. You know what I mean? Like I can't Mm -hmm. help that my husband sends my stepson and lets them do their thing. Like that's their, that's their thing. But because of that, no, not a chance. Um, But if I would let them, they would take all of them. They, they even tried to get me to leave the two-year-old and they know that's not going to fly. Like I won't leave her with nobody. (laughs) What do your kids say about it, though? Do they say, well, why can't we go or? No, because what we do and they're they're totally okay with this is so at the time is my in-laws is the middle point in between my house and my parents' house. And also my grandparents live about 30 minutes from my in-laws. So what they usually do is meet in the middle. with all the kids, grandparents or whatever. And then, and this is like, we've done it for spring break and we did it this summer, mainly because we were moving is then after that, my parents take my two girls back to their house and my mother-in-law takes my stepson back to her house. It just gives them not as much workload and they all get to see them and then they get to go where honestly where they want to go <laughs> you know my kids want to yeah. go with my parents and he wants to go run the woods with his only boy cousin so it kind of works out yeah well and that's the other thing is I mean I know being a grandparent well I don't know because I'm not a grandparent yet <laughs> but being a grandparent's not the same as being a parent and yes a lot of grandparents spend a lot of time with their grandkids and even babysit them and things like that. But if you've got four kids or three kids, most people aren't going to want to take them all at one time. I don't want to take them all at one time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see a lot of people say, well, if you can't take all of them at the same time, then you're not taking any of them. I'm like, wow. I mean, if I'm 80 years old and you got seven kids, no, I ain't taking all your youngest nowhere. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. My grandparents, they're in their 80s, 
Um, and I won't like, even when we're there to run to Walmart or something visiting, I won't leave all of them there. And I leave the baby sometimes. And then I'm still like, can my grandma even lift her up? She's about 28 pounds. <laughs> like, can she, can she change her diaper? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand why grandparents are not, um, loading up the van and taking the five-step kids to Chuck E. Cheese because, Lord, I can't handle that place now. I I don't go to Chuck E. Cheese. So if my kids go to Chuck E. Cheese, they're all going with my mom. (laughs) And my my mom does, you know, she is barely 50, I think. Um, And she does, she'll load them up and take them to the beach or take take them places. But... That's her. She's able to do that. That doesn't mean everybody. Girl, I'm almost old enough to be your mama then. <laughs> I don't know why that just hits me so hard sometimes because it's like, oh, yeah, we just chit chat. And then you tell me how old your mama is. And I'm like, dang, I could be talking to my kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. If nobody's ever told you this, the older you get, the faster time flies. And that is 100% true. You will meet people and think, yeah, I'm about their age. Until you start talking to them, and then you realize that, yeah, they're probably 15 to 20 years younger than you. (laughs) I actually have one of my closest friends. We met, we were going back to school, um, and our, my middle daughter, she was about eight weeks old, I guess, seven weeks. Um, And so with her daughter, they're about a few weeks apart. And we became so close in school. Our girls were the same age, like everything. And it's been a big joke for a while now. And I call and I do it in public sometimes when we're together. I say, hey, mama, uh, mm-hmm. because she has she has a son that's just, you know, about four or five years younger than me, maybe. And then we have mm-hmm. daughters that are the same age and we like work together. And like she's like one of my best friends. But I do. I pick on her sometimes. And I'm like, hey, mom. <laughs> It'll come back to bite you. Some uh, some young spring chicken going to find you one day and say, you know what? You just remind me of my mama. You're like a motherly figure. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for being a guest on our podcast. We have had people um, ask about the different scenarios. You know, the bio mom's not really in the picture. And it makes me sad for the little boy that his mom really didn't want him. and But I'm glad that he's got you. I'm just really glad he doesn't notice. <laughs> That's, I think that makes it a lot easier for all of us if he doesn't really notice or doesn't, you know. kind yeah. of. He hasn't seen her in a year and a half, right? He hasn't seen her in, I would say, so over two years. And that was just like FaceTime. But he, yeah, I would say over two years since he's like seen her face. Right. So do you think he understands that you're not his mom? I'm thinking he might starting to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think for a while, for a long time uh, that he did realize. But like yesterday when he was asking those questions about going, you know, going to her house or something and my husband mm-hmm. and my husband kind of like cut his eyes at me and was like what do I say you know <laughs> what are we supposed yeah. to say here and I was like you know it's really hard because when you see him interacting and doing stuff in a size you're like oh we need to like walk on eggshells we need to you know like we would with our our baby you know but then mm-hmm. you're then I'm 
sitting here or yesterday, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, he's six and a half. He just made a hundred on a spelling test in school. <laughs> so Ooh. he's really not, <laughs> you know, on that level. I said, you can, I guess just be honest with, you know, like be honest with him now. He's six, he's asking and you're stuck. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he did. He, my husband was like, no, I think you're better off here. She's, she's, uh, I forgot what my husband said. Either she's sick or she's not, she's not taking care of herself. Like she's not, she's not okay. You know, not okay right now. Like yeah. you're better off here. And he was just like, okay. Like he's not, he's never cried for her. Like even like 50, 50 custody. He's never cried for her. He's never asked for her. Like my, my kid's, probably they don't last very long without <laughs> asking and the baby yeah she's not gonna go very long either I wonder why your daughter brought that up about him going to his mom since he hasn't really went to his mom's in so long um uh, we hadn't because this was as we were pretty much walking out the door yesterday so it didn't really um we didn't really have enough time to like take it all in and right um uh, and I'm thinking she might have not really been like oh, you need to go to your mom's kind of thing. But more like uh, it was better when it was just me, mommy, and, you know, my, my middle one. Like when you were at her house, like not really telling him to go, but like it was better. When, when we all weren't together. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I remember one of the stepkids saying something to my son because we moved into David's house. And um, I think they were putting like lights on the Christmas tree little ceramic Christmas tree or something. And so my son was trying to participate and they were like, no, um, we always do this. And I looked at my husband and thankfully he was like, well, you need to let him participate too. You know, so he always tried to include him in that stuff, but it always kind of, I guess, bothered me that he doesn't have that closeness with them that they have. If we went to say Wendy's, for instance, they would all go get in their own little booth. And then there's my kid just standing there, you know, um, it's it's hard, and your daughters know that you're not his mom, right? Oh yes, yeah, and I, I know that's got to be hard on them too to kind of understand what's going on. And that's what I told my husband because he, like I said, he's really he's not an emotional person. He's not like he's just like chill in the time that he's in and just mm-hmm. goes with it kind of thing. And so he's not understanding like what's going on with my stepson, like what he's been through, like where a six-year-old should be, where he's not, you know, where he is. Mm -hmm. And the same with my older daughter. He's like, she is because um, my biggest thing was my stepson wouldn't talk. He would just cry for something. And so I would be like, Mm -hmm. I would say, dry it up and use words Mm -hmm. because he could. And then like my, then, so he'll even say something like that when my nine-year-old, old starts talking or crying he's like she's nine like remember when he I was like they're not like brainwave wise you know was like she mm-hmm. doesn't understand this um so he doesn't understand their emotions either mm-hmm. so that's been really hard and like so she'll lash out not a lot and and she'll but she has lashed out I would say over the last month a couple times like what she hasn't done before. She's very protective of my stepson, um, mm-hmm. but she's lashed out at him a few times the last couple weeks or so. And my husband's like, why is she doing this? And why is, why is she acting like this? Why, why did she hit him? Why did she, you know, I think 
yesterday, maybe. I think we she had a morning dentist appointment. We came home and she hit, like she hit him. And my husband's like, why? And he's like, because he doesn't have to go to the dentist. And I'm like, <laughs> we're like, what? what is this? And she's like, and then like she would do it. And we've, I kind of caught on because I know her behaviors and I know autism and ADHD and mm-hmm. all of this is she's lashing out at him because he totally flipped her world upside down. And mm-hmm. it's coming. I mean, it's been years. Like that's all she's known for the last four years with him, whether it was 50, 50 or full time, like he was always there. And mm-hmm. my husband's like, but why? I was like, she was the oldest. You don't understand. And then for a good while, it was just me, you and my two. Like, and girls, all girls. Mm-hmm. And then that's the thing is she's just like, and my husband doesn't understand the stuff is he's, he's defensive of that mm-hmm. son, like all the time. Like I could say, you know, we could say something to him and he'd be like, Oh, would you say that? to? Yes, I would like stop being defensive. Yeah. And yeah. so, but then you can't be defensive of the two. You can't be defensive of any of the other ones. Like I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to see that. Like she's seeing that too. Like you're super defensive of him. Like he just like showed up here, you know, I mean, not really. He was always there, but in her eyes and everything's changed. Like, you know, I have Mm -hmm. to split homework time with him now and I have to, you know, he has to pick out his clothes. He has to pick out his toy, you know, like he's, he's in her, in her world. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know how to express those emotions, especially if she's gotten these hormones that are starting to throw in there. Yeah. A lot of times we forget to to think how the other kids are affected. Mm -hmm. We get so wrapped up as stepmoms and the struggles that we face. But talking about your husband um, and him not understanding the difference between how you feel about his son and your kids, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's because their dad's not in the picture. Like if their dad was in the picture... Of course, he probably wouldn't have adopted them, but maybe them not having their dad in the picture makes him see them more of his kids. And I do think that is, I do think that does play a factor into it with him. And they were, they were very young. And when we did get married, their, their dad, which was another factor into it, their dad was also living in the same state as my, my current husband and birth mom. So we were all four living in the same, like 10 miles of each other. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and so he's, so then we were there and my ex-husband wanted to like pretend like, Oh, my kids, my kids, you know? And Mm -hmm. really what it was, was his current wife, uh, was having some fertility issues and was, living it through my children. Um, and so then I think my husband saw that too, that even when he did decide to show up for a few weeks or a month or whatever it was, that mm-hmm. he, he played favoritism to his own children and he was a really crappy dad and that yeah. my kids like needed him. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they were like craving his attention and they were, you know, they already saw him as, their dad too. Dad, yeah. I need to wrap this up because I will talk forever, as everybody knows. 
So again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and helping other stepmoms that are in a blend that's similar to yours where the bio mom's not at. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you the best. And um, if you ever want to reach out again to be a guest on the podcast, just let me know. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right, David. Yes, ma'am. We have a testimonial. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Yes, you can get a witness. This person says, Nachoing saved my relationship with my stepdaughters. This method has been a saving grace in our family. Woo! <laughs> Is that what it says on the paper? No, I said woo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it works. Yep, it, it does. It works. I do have to say something, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm saying this because I'm starting to see a trend here. Uh-oh. I'm calling it the 80-20 trend. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, I see people that are using um, nachoing, um, or at least the disengaging part of it, or they're joining the academy for you know a month or whatever, and they're starting to see things turn around. And it's, it's almost like the edge is kind of taken off of the problems, or they get into it enough to where they go, all right, this is working. This is great. You know, things are good now. And they just kind of stop. And so that's like they get 20% of the way there and then they stop because it's not near as bad as it was. Right. Because nachoing is not just disengaging. Right. And, but then I see these people, these same people coming back and going, uh, oh gosh, now it's worse than it was before. And it's like, man, if you would have just held on and, and kept, kept going and got past that, you know, you wouldn't have hit that same speed bump. Not to say that there's not going to be speed bumps, but you build yourself up. Uh, with the tools that we give you and all that so that you can handle those things. But it tends to really kind of catch them by surprise because they're like, oh, things are great. And yeah, they're great because you you were able to learn a few things to take the edge off. And uh, But you have to keep going. Right. Because remember, the goal of nachoing or the nacho kids method is to re-engage with the stepkids in a non-parental role. Yep. One kind of like the fun aunt. Mm-hmm. I am the fun aunt. To my stepson. <laughs> you are the fun aunt. <laughs> yes, you are, David. You are the fun aunt. I'll tell you, oh, I had a text message or a Facebook message from one of my stepkids. He liked something I wrote on the other stepkids post on Facebook. And um, he thought it was hilarious. And he was like, stepmama. Because <laughs> that's what I always put, you know, when I signed their cards or something. I put a stepmama with a bunch of M's and a bunch of A's. And... It was because I hadn't responded to him. So he's like, stepmama. <laughs> and then he's like, why are you ignoring your nacho? <laughs> I'm so glad they love nacho kids. And what was that you said you were going to reply back? You didn't want to taco about it? Yeah, I, I was going <laughs> to reply back and say, I don't want to talk about it. Taco about it. Taco about it. Taco about it. <laughs> yeah, because there's like this little funny cartoon that has a taco and... and a nacho chip, ain't it? A nacho chip. And there was a conversation, and it's like, I don't want to talk about it. And then this one goes, man, he was jalapeno business, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I conveyed that okay. Yeah. Anyway. I may have to find it and put it in the show notes so you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So okay. until next time, I know, don't cry. We'll be back next week. We'll see you again. Uh, David, I seriously doubt anybody cries when we... Are you well, kidding you me? you know what? We do have an episode that's coming up really soon that... We'll probably make you cry. I'm going to put a disclaimer. Don't listen to this while you're driving. 
Yeah, it's um, it's heartbreaking, but it has a good end. Well, good. And this person also is somebody that we met at the Stepmoms Alive conference. All righty. Now everybody's ready to hear more about that show. I don't is know. It be, is it next week or is it just coming up? It's it's coming up in the next uh, several weeks. Okay. All right. We'll be looking for it. We'll be looking for that disclaimer. Yeah. All right. So until next week, remember. Life is good. We you nacho. nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.